Hello and welcome to the Volunteer for Africa podcast. <laughs> smooth. <laughs> so smooth. Uh, my name is Ash. <laughs> I'm joined by two members of my firefighting family. We have Scott and hey Reed, and we have Todd. Hello. Uh, we are currently sitting in my travel trailer up at Todd's property. Uh, we're back up here again. Uh, there might be some noise outside. There's still uh, kids and such playing, so... We came up yeah. for some spring camping. Yeah, early winter camping. <laughs> early spring camping, and we had a couple of snowstorms both through. We yesterday. did, yeah. I'd say it probably amounted to about an inch at best. Yeah. Um, <laughs> on the ground, but yeah, everything was covered. It was a nice white white blanket, and yeah, certain little... members of our our party were less than impressed. <laughs> <laughs> less thrilled, but we had a wicked wicked fire going. That's the nice thing about the shoulder season, right? You can always have a rock in the campfire. So yeah, for sure. It was... Really good. Today was much, much nicer day. So, yeah. Yeah. So, if things sound a little bit different, that's one of the reasons why. Yeah. It's been a lot of uh, lounging, playing with mm-hmm. the kids. We did a scavenger hunt for the kids for the Easter weekend. For sure. And uh, some wood cutting. Mm-hmm. And now uh, there's some scotch drinking. There's some scotch drinking. By two. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Todd. No. I'm good at my rum. Not so much. But, uh, I did a little um, scouting for hunting. Yeah. Yeah, it's a pretty nice area. Shot a shotgun, hurt my finger. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that was sweet. <laughs> so, we are... Uh... Do you spit my cup? <laughs> no. <laughs> Alright. So, Todd, news. <laughs> oh, uh, there's a fire. Uh... <laughs> um... <laughs> Who would have known? Who would have known? <laughs> you guys are idiots. Oh, man. Uh, there was actually quite a large fire um, in Vancouver uh, just the other day. So um, I can't, I, I actually don't recall how many stories it was. I think it was like a uh, definitely a multi story, like yeah. six plus. I don't think it's a skyscraper. But it's like no, old, no, not by any means. No, it's it like was an old a, part of town. Yeah, yeah, so old gas old town. Part of town. <laughs> it is the oldest. It is the oldest. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. it's literally where the city kind of started. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so gas town, which is a really cool area. I've been to Vancouver, um, British Columbia. And um, yeah, so they had uh, uh, what's called kind of a SRO, so there were single room occupancies, um, just a, a small apartment complex. Um, old brick building, um, and looks like a, a lot of the residents who who are there are definitely you know live a live a tough life. Um, there's a lot of crime and drugs and stuff that go on too. So there's lots of um, challenges to that call. We start talking about searching for sure. Like that. But it looked like the fire was rocking pretty good by the time the crews even got the call. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a lot of smoke, many rooms involved. And by the time they had their ladders up, uh, the roof was already caving in on it. So yeah, they rescued six or seven people. I think. Yeah, as they put, just prior to them arriving, somebody jumped, I think, from the sixth floor um, as well to escape one of the rooms. And there's some video footage of a couple of people hanging from a window, mm-hmm. uh, not ha- hanging out, but their bodies leaning out, I should say, mm-hmm. uh, sure. and smoke billowing out behind them. So yeah, yeah very, <laughs> yeah. I mean, just with Gastown, there's trolley wires old power lines part everywhere like it is yeah, the sure. worst maze of mm-hmm. overhead wires in mm-hmm. the city yeah so extremely challenging when you're throwing ladders and especially when you start pulling in some quints and ladder trucks right yeah for sure 
But yeah, so it's not like everybody worked hard. Uh, we don't have all the details as far as how many members and apparatus and stuff that were there and how many people actually <laughs> saved. Um, because, again, we're away from cell service. But yeah, I'm sure you can find that on the socials. Mm -hmm. Yeah, pretty big event. Um, oh, any fatalities? No, last, last I saw, I don't I believe there was any. Even the um, one person that was missing, they, they found them. Did they know? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, so a lot of people were displaced, obviously. Yeah. Um, so that's going to be a challenge. But. Um, yeah, the last that we saw, there were there weren't any uh, fails, so so yeah. that is a plus for an event of that size. Yeah, and you know, I actually when they announced that there are the few people still missing, uh, when they're kind of doing the roll calls and trying to track everybody down, one of the challenges with that um, area of the city with these SROs because there's such strong addiction and drug using going on down there, you know, so if these people aren't home or if they bail because of the fire. It's going to be really challenging to track them down. It's not like you can just dial up a cell phone number and track them down. Right, yeah, they're sure. they're gone or they're using somewhere else, and yeah. so it's it's pretty tough. Right. Yeah. yeah. So that was kind of our our news, and we can dive into what we've all been up to for the past week. Yeah, was... which has been quite eventful, more so on your end of the scale than mm -hmm. mine. Yeah. So it kind of started off, you know, kind of average week. We got a call a day or every other day. Um, Kind of halfway through the week, it really kicked off, um, and we ended up running. I think it was the the one day we had like five calls back to back, um, and then just busy from that point forward. So, uh, what were we all up to, Scott? Uh, well, I was in there. Well, a lot of the calls happened while I was working. So, mm, sure. Um, I think it was a couple of far calls. Um, yeah. One thing that is definitely out there right now, even though it's snowing here, it's. Mm -hmm hot in the valley mm -hmm. and uh wildfire season is starting to really ramp up already yeah, for sure. um we actually did a we went to um went to the neighboring department to the north on uh wednesday night actually after mm -hmm. after all the, all those calls that, by that day yeah um and did a forestry talk with uh kind of the, the regional forestry directors um went through a lot of stuff with them um it wasn't really like new stuff it was all kind of Recap on last year, um, they introduced us to, there's a, there's a new, um, I think there's a new regional director, I think that's actually what the guy's called. Okay. Um, so he's new. Um, yeah, just kind of recap, talk about laces and, you know, the, for firefighting and all that sort of stuff. So we went through all that and it was good. It was um, good reminders of some things. We, there was only three of us that went, mm -hmm. just as officers. Just you guys talked a little bit about the kind of the recap of some of the deployment stuff too, didn't you? Yeah, so we talked about the deployments we were on, um, not us specifically, well, one of the ones was us, but uh, just the amount of acreage burned and hectares and yeah. mm -hmm. all that sort of stuff, um, it's pretty substantial. For sure. Um, talked about their new model, which is they're going year-round, mm -hmm. so that's going to mean, um, what that means is more um, fire smarting, they're doing more fire smarting, they're doing more controlled burns, um, they're trying to burn off some of that fuel that's in the forest to make it so we don't have such all right, crazy years. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's pretty much... Yeah, and we actually got a yeah. bit of a uh, compliment. Yeah, well, one of the things they pointed out was one of our big fires last year. Mm -hmm. um, one of the guys that was first on scene, using IC, and he, he pointed to our department and he said, hey, you know what, one thing these guys can really know how to do now is... Not now, well, maybe now, mm -hmm. um, is set up... Um, he didn't call it bump and run, but he... It, the, what he What he was talking about was our bump and runs methods that we're yeah. using now. Um, he said, you know, these guys are dropping their water tanks at houses. 
um, setting up some pumps, um, dropping some members, and then leaving their engines free to to hit um, other parts of the of the area that are on fire yeah. mm-hmm. and kind of run with the fire. Um, not chasing fire was his big thing. He said that you don't chase fire. You know, I want to say six years ago, we used to chase fire a bit. But oh, for sure. Um, we used to have structure line on our trucks, only structure line. Yeah. Um, for yeah, then we slowly uh, you know transitioned, um, turning a little bit smarter. Um, so now we got forestry line and everything. We fight fire a lot differently than we did all fire. We fight structure fires a lot differently than we used to, but now we fight for sure. wildland fire a lot differently mm-hmm. because uh, yeah, we've done a lot of more training. So we I say yeah. I say that was probably like the fastest change for us was the wildland side of it. Yeah. Um, like one year we were dragging inch and a half structure line everywhere oh, yeah. and we're chasing it. And within a season or two, now it's, we've got, um, or from that point forward, it was, we went from structure line to, okay, now we have some forestry line. Okay. Now we have a ton of forestry. Um, and we don't pull any structure unless yeah. there is a structure that we're going to be yeah. protecting. Yeah. We might drag one of our inch and a half out and leave it as a protection line, but most most, if not all, is going to be all uh, forestry. And we always had forestry line, but it was always up in our kind of hose area and just mm-hmm. kind of sitting there. Yeah. And I'm not sure the thought process behind that. I don't know why we had it. So just sitting there. For sure. But we were kind of looking at it going, that stuff's a lot easier to use. Yeah. Oh, so so much easier. And then we yeah. worked a bunch of fires with forestry and we saw how easy it is to use. And then we used mm-hmm. it and how easy it is to use. And it was kind of like, why, why are we doing this? And yeah. I think it goes back to the, well, we've always, we've always done it this way. Yeah. Um, we're not forestry. We're a structural department. Well, yes, but if we can hit it before it hits the structure, yeah, we yeah. can do a hell of a lot better work. Absolutely. Yeah. I remember many times, actually, it was a fire. Um, I think you were on back then as well. It was kind of south of Tuss Orchard area. Yeah. <clears throat> and we trucked up this hill, dragging structure line forever. Mm-hmm. We had to do relay pumping even to get more pressure. Yeah. Like, it was ridiculous, the mm-hmm. stuff we were doing. Yeah. But that was quite a while ago, too. Well, I remember watching one guy run up the hill with, uh, like... Four legs of structure line, and then the, the driver charged it when he was halfway up. <laughs> yeah. Up Sandy. And he's like, she just stopped. Like, too much weight. Yeah. <laughs> and that was it. So, yeah, we fight. And, it, and even that, like, why are we running up after the fire? Like, yeah. Where yeah, we no, were, exactly. guys are running in, like, <laughs> guys are fighting fire from the inside out. Like, it's cool to do for a structure fire, but not for, not for yeah, a grass sure. fire. So, grass fire, you all of the yeah, work from the yeah, yard. Yeah, you let <laughs> yeah. everything do it. Yeah, let, let the fire come to you. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's been a major shift. The fire coming because there's a few times when I got like we like I've taken guys and we because I didn't know what to do. Mm-hmm. We'd run up, we try to fight the fire and try to dig hard where it didn't need to be dug. And yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure, definitely got a lot more wise mm-hmm. on the you know all of the more you know I'd say forestry minded attacks. Yeah. You know, rather than like getting ourselves out of that uh, structural mindset yeah. um, over the past five years even have been you know direct, a big big difference which our, is good yeah you know our gears change a lot we've got yeah. lots of new uh, forestry gear this year is mm-hmm. our our the year where we really are in forestry gear like we used to wear coveralls and stuff but yeah. this year we actually have forestry gear we first so bought much it, nicer yeah, yeah sometimes yeah. when we first bought it we're like ah do we really need this we got these coveralls they're fine and well, they're everyone, fine they're they fine but now everyone's wearing these things they're yeah. like mm-hmm. wow this is like amazing you like can do it better. Yeah. yeah, it's like you're wearing pants and a shirt. Mm-hmm. Right? How to be fire retardant? Yeah. yeah, and the yellow shirts are the money. Like, because we were going back and forth. We're like, 
do what color shirts we want. Do we want yellow? Do you want the brown? Make, you know, make that color cover the dirt up. Also, look, they look a little cooler. Okay. <laughs> but we're like, no, we're going with canary yellow. Like, what? Come on. <laughs> they look very sharp, though, and they stand out really well. Uh, yes. Yeah, no, I, and it's, uh, I think, like you said, like with the deployment of the uniform now for that, like it's way better gear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I, well, how many calls have you guys been on for coveralls for 12, 14 hours? Yeah, and it's just not comfortable. You can wear and they get saggy and heavy, mm-hmm. and yeah. that's hot. And as soon as you're half done, you're trying to tie up your cubbies yeah. around your waist so you can cool off some. Yeah, I mean, where this is just you're wearing a shirt. Like, yeah. sure, it's hot outside, but it's just a shirt. Yeah. Um, it's so so much nicer. So yeah, um, <sighs> so we've been getting a bunch of. Yeah, so grass, it's actually yeah, it's been very beneficial because mm-hmm. we these get grass fires, and mm-hmm. we always kind of talk. I think a few years ago I talked about this, and uh, I think Spencer was on at the time. He didn't like the pack. I called it a what do they call it? A, a, like a warm up like or a warm up game. Warm yeah. game, yeah. Um, even though that's kind of what it is, because mm-hmm. this is warm up for the big show. It's still a fire. You still get hurt, but yeah, every one of these fires we've had is a, is at the max rank two. Yeah, for sure. Again. I think the best way to look at it. So we're in that weird shoulder season where we've come mm-hmm. off a of winter. Things are like really, really dry, but they're last year's growth. Yeah. So there's none of that like fresh foliage that's down, down on it's the usually uh, laid ground down level. Two, three inches high. Yeah. So you don't have that, that fresh, fresh growth where, you know, coming into now our spring season, we'll get a whole, a whole bunch of rain, a whole, whole bunch of moisture and all that stuff is going to stand up and grow. And that's where things can get a little bit more elevated. Um, so now when we do get these fires, everything's laying low. Yeah. Um, they definitely spread, but they don't spread quite as rapid as they would yeah. in, say, June or July. Because also, the heat isn't there. So, yeah. it is a bit of a warm-up game. It's not to the level that you would see in July. Which yeah. is good, because we're working on our kinks. Like, we're realizing where some of our gaskets from our forestry lines are getting old. Yeah. They're breaking or they fall out. You know, that's one thing mm-hmm. with those forestry lines is they're... Mm-hmm. You got to inspect them all the time. Yeah. They pop out easy. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, we're, you know... Now we're carrying more gaskets on us. That's one thing. I mean, they'll, they'll still work. Yeah. You just gotta, you just gotta shower. Yeah, <laughs> that's, some yeah. water. that's one thing I found is I always get, carry a couple of extra gaskets in my pocket. Yeah, just because you, you hook it up and it blows or it's missing. And mm-hmm. yeah, I'm hooked to my chest right now. Yeah, water. we can yeah. throw on some yeah. in our rigs. It's really yeah. nice. Yeah. yeah. Actually, one thing. Uh, so the little forestry nozzles are what we call a cloud line, mm-hmm. um, which I, I thought I thought that was everywhere, but it sounds like in Ontario that it is a cloud line. Oh, really? Talking to, um, uh, Luke Promotus. Okay, yeah. He's saying that they don't use the climb line. He's, he's mm-hmm. kind of like he was kind of like, what is this stuff? Right. Yeah. We were showing the throw bag. Yeah. Right. With the climb right. line that we were going to use a mask bag for Promotus. Right. Um, yeah, you hadn't seen that stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One thing, uh, one of our safety officers actually was telling me, because um, his uh, that would be stepson. Yeah. His, yeah. His stepson works on uh, on a forestry crew. They say when those uh, con lines break, because they always break. Like mm-hmm. we lose probably one one of fire because they're just like they're basically garden hose only made out of like very thin crappy like cheese cloth that can spit through it. <laughs> like it's weird. It's a weird. Like it's a, it's like a it's like a canvas or something. Yeah, it's, no, it's super it's very handy thin. when you want to take a shit in the woods. All of a sudden, <laughs> pull out that old loin cloth and con. Oh, line. I thought you meant you pull out a con line. What are you? <laughs> well, Got, got the nice nozzle on the end of the day in the yeah. woods. <laughs> <laughs> like wipe it like a. <laughs> oh man. Anyway, what he was saying is when uh, he said, "Hey, when you um, when one of those lines break, uh, can you cut the uh, male end off?" I was like, "Why?" He's like, "Well, and like leave a tail on it." I said, "Well, that's what we're why." And he's like, "Well, what they do, like when these forestry guys do, 
they take them, they take, they go to the sewing machine, they run a couple stitches through them, so they got like a belt loop. So then they hang the belt loop off their belt, and then that's where they attach a little nozzle to. So they never lose their nozzle. You know, the little force nozzles? Yeah, it's always screwed on. So, you, you know, you're in your pocket, you're trying to dig through your pocket, hmm. and they just screw it onto their, um, they just hang off the belt, like I said, now it's like hanging down a little bit, and they screw their nozzle onto their belt loop. So it's always, it's always there. Smart. Yeah, so I was like, so I, I actually, the one we broke, I cut the end off, it's in the back of my truck, I'm going to see, I'm going to test it, I'm going to stitch it, or I'm actually thinking I'm using some 550 cord and wrapping it, so then we also have 550 cord available. Right. Oh, yeah. Neat. Yeah, so neat concept, happens. though, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So you guys had, was it two grass fires you responded to, or was it three that one day? <sighs> so what did we have? I don't have my phone with me to check our stats, but so we had the one... And we had the one down on, so it was two. Uh, we, we had the one, it was a out of control, or as a burn pile. So it was the last day, or second last day of open burning season. So up until April the 15th, uh, farmers are allowed to burn. Um, so everybody's burning right now. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, prunings and um, basically clean, clean wood. Yeah. Um, so everybody's burning, but um, sometimes they burn... When the venting is bad, sometimes it gets windy. Sometimes they just don't burn well. Sometimes <laughs> yeah, they burn in there. Yeah, oh, yeah, they well, yeah, with that too. But they burn. You know, they burn when it's lots of them burn legally. But then uh, yeah. they walk away and it's yeah. windy, and then the mm-hmm. things the change. Coals yeah. get pushed over the embers, mm-hmm. over and land in the, in the grass. So that's kind of what we had on the first one, which I I, I was on. Um, it was like everything was done right, and then there was some wind. And it picked up and it pushed into some taller grass, which then got into some trees. And it was, I mean, it was a, a zero stress call, uh, very wet, marshy area. Um, and it was surrounded by an oxbow. So there's water everywhere, but you also don't want to have like the 25 row of trees, yeah. uh, some nice old growth trees down close to the oxbows is what it was getting up and in. Um, so that's going to be. You know a pretty big event for a yeah. homeowner right yeah. so yeah exactly uh so that was our our first one it was probably only like 200 by 200 it wasn't very big yeah. Yeah. uh but it had the potential of being um more of a pain in the ass yeah. <laughs> than than anything else so, and like you said it's property protection too at that point right for absolutely this time of year for them. yeah there's a lot of outbuildings there's yeah. um like they have some fields with some fencing uh, things that you know you're you're definitely there to protect as well. Yeah. So it doesn't matter what it is, we we still have a job to do. So uh, that was the first one. It was basically an engine um, drug off a couple lines. The bush truck uh, was down there with his uh, small small diameter high high pressure. Did a lot of the mop up with with that, which was great. Um, and then we brought down a water tender for support. Uh, ended up dragging a line off 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 of that and kind of just doing a big wet wet guard around. The whole perimeter of it just so uh we didn't actually want to put out the homeowner's original fire because mm-hmm. it was still doing what it was supposed to do so uh we just tried to leave it as safe as possible for yeah. the uh property owner there so nice, yeah. that was the first one um pretty pretty simple uh easy to get to easy to find um we had a, a fr call in between and then we had uh the call that you got on was that that day or was that the next day it was the next day, it was the next day <laughs> right <clears throat> which is a, a little bit more of a you had a smaller grass fire that day there's this being so many weird grass fires uh, that's right yeah. there that there was, it was actually so we have a racetrack that's right that's oh yeah. yeah that was yeah, the one yeah yeah someone lit that's yeah 
yeah, so they they were doing a little bit of slash burn. Um, very, very, very small. And they actually have their own water supply up there. So it's a, uh, a private racetrack. Um, and they have purchased some uh, water suppression. Uh, more so for, uh, like, they don't want to go and put out fires on vehicles. They want yeah. to put out fires on the grass that the vehicle might be spreading to. So that's what they're kind of trying to, you know, do with the equipment that that those guys have uh this happened to be they were just burning up some some you know prunings of slash from around the property uh i think it got a little bit away on them yeah. um one of our members works for them and i'm driving back from actually i bought the trailer that we're sitting in and right. i get a text oh, right. um <laughs> and the text is like it's not that big we, we don't need to send everything but our I am responding is really, really delayed. So yeah. it must well, have also obviously... you're away. And I'm away. So like I don't hear everything, right? So I'm driving. I'm like, what's not that big? Hmm. Uh, I bet we're having a... We're about to get a call. So or then you, we have a call. Then you text us. So I pull over and text person. the officer group. That it's um, not that big. I'm like, So-and-so said it's not that big. And, and we still haven't got the... Oh, I was actually... I think I was in that. I was at work. So I didn't right. get the page. So you haven't got it yet. So either. I'm like, what's not that big? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, none of us know what is not that big. <laughs> I'm trying to, you know, relay this info that I got that I don't even fully understand, but I'm like, I can do nothing where I am. So let's at least just get what he said out to everybody. And eventually this will make sense to somebody. (laughs) And it was possibly four days later in a podcast. (laughs) And we're still not entirely sure because I don't think any of us were there. Uh, but I did see uh, some photos of it. I talked to a couple of the guys and it was really, it was very, very small. Uh, but again, if it did get further out of hand, yeah. uh, it could have turned into yeah, We try to hit more. it with as much as we can. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So that was number two for that day. Um, and then mixed in a couple of uh, FR calls. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so the next day, uh, um, if we're going time time order, um, what yeah. happened was um, we got a page at just before lunch for uh, structure fire. Mm-hmm. Um, came in as a... Flames coming from a house, yeah, and, and smoke coming from a roof or something. Yeah, so sounds like it's pretty, you know, pretty good possibility because we had a we had a fakey structure fire just that was it the day before we yeah. had a fake structure fire like not a fake that's right we had a it was a burn pile that um, someone lit but um, oftentimes when people like burn piles either a they have <laughs> like like you said I think you said a few minutes ago a tire or, or yeah. a mattress in there yeah um, whether it's on purpose or by accident mm-hmm. it's in there and then some black smoke goes up. Yeah, and people call right away because they see this big plume of smoke, which Absolutely. is black. Right. So they call it, which is fine. So that was uh, that was the day prior. So this time they call it in, but right away, kind of you can kind of tell by the description. It's like um, when they describe a window and like when it comes into just black smoke, possible structure fire. That's like, mm, and there's only one call on it. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's kind of like, oh yeah, it's probably nothing, yeah. or well, it's still true, it sucks, something, but it's, mm-hmm. you know, your adrenaline doesn't really get going. Yeah, but when it comes in as. Um, um, fl- flames coming from a window and roof uh, and smoke coming from the roof. That means somebody's actually got eyes on this house. So yeah. if someone sees something that that's probably not right. So mm-hmm. yeah. So everyone just you know you're you're going to the call and I could see it from where I was. So I'm like yeah, yeah. that's definitely and you can tell it's structural. So yeah, I had pretty good eyes on it from across the valley. So I grabbed my uh, radio and said to Rob because um, he was the our officer. Um, for the week, um, I'm like, Rob, we have heavy, heavy smoke, uh, pushing, um, and I, I can see flame. So I'm like, this is like, this is something, uh, it's, it's not 
fake. Yeah. <laughs> so just trying trying to get that in that you know a little bit of in, information over. So everybody that's you know is this a burn pile because we we've, we've mm-hmm. you know been getting that like no like this is real let's make sure that we got the members coming because yeah. those guys are in like guys have the pictures on but maybe they're at work and they're inside mm-hmm. of a room like they're not they're yeah. they're hearing it and they're like another burn pile but when we say no this is this is working a working yeah. structure fire yeah mm-hmm. guys are you like, get all oh, the guys in, right yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah so um we i got there i was actually uh um the deputy chief gets in the truck as the officer, so I'm like, okay, and I can see enough guys are piling in, so I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll grab second truck officer. And as I'm going to the second truck, one of the other firefighters that's ran to the truck, <laughs> his, his structural gloves fall out of his pocket. He's like, ah! And, and, like, I think one was back by his lock. Like, he didn't realize they fell out until he was, like, just about to climb in the truck. He's like, ah, yeah. I need my gloves! So he's getting off the truck. He's like, and he looks at me, he's like, just go! I'm like, okay. I'm like, I'm not going to argue with you. Yeah. <laughs> like, first truck in the back, sweet. Yeah. <laughs> I will do that all day long. Absolutely. <laughs> so, yeah, so we're wrapping along um, a couple issues. There was, um, there was construction on one of our only bridges in town that gets mm-hmm. this, to that side of the street, or that side <clears> of the river. Um, so, um, Rob, actually, when he was coming through, he stopped in the duty truck and told the flaggers, because it was uh, single lane and alternating, told the flaggers, there's going to be a bunch of fire trucks coming through. When, when you hear them Please stop traffic. So yeah. they did a great job. Stop traffic. Very nice job. Um, yeah. You know, unfortunately, the drivers in town don't do a great job. Yeah. Of course, yeah. <laughs> you know, they're stopping. They're halfway on the bridge. Mm-hmm. I think at one point, one of them stopped for the chief. Like, yeah. You know, they panic stop. So they're, they can't pull over on the bridge. It only has one lane. So they stop right in the middle. And mm-hmm. the chief's like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> like clearing the hole. Yeah. Um, there's drivers that are mm-hmm. kind of. Well, when we were coming across, and... there was a driver that was like, Obviously, I, I I think wasn't aware of like why all the traffic was stopped, so they're sitting there for now probably a few moments, and they and they can see that there's no one flowing traffic, um, so they're like I'm gonna turn around and take the long way around. So as as we come blaring through there, and like we have to go slow through this little section, yeah. yeah. But there's somebody like across our lane like sideways yeah. and we're like mur, mur, like you have to move buddy and he's like oh and then it's the, the whole austin powers mur, 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 mur. like get out of the way christ <laughs> <laughs> and then they can dart off to the side and i mean it only slowed us down by seconds but yeah, it like, feels like it's annoying it feels yeah, like yeah. forever when you know there's something to do right yeah so we we uh get on scene um it's actually the the where it was there's literally hydrants Everywhere. Everywhere up there. So, um, we were having this discussion as we're driving. We're like, I think, because we kind of can see what house it is. So, and we've been at, uh, actually a fire at that house before. Mm-hmm. So, we're like, okay, uh, in that garage. So, we're like, I'm like, I'm pretty sure this is a hydrant. Like, right in front of the house. They're really close. So, we're debating because um, we don't always, it's not always or like never. Like, we hate that yeah. term. So, mm-hmm. it's usually the second do, we'll get the hydrant. Yeah. But if we're like parked right next to the hydrant, we can, the first guy, the first duo will just grab it because it's like right there. So there's yeah. no, we don't lose a guy. I mean, we still lose a guy for setting up the hydrant, but we don't really lose a guy for very long because he's not like, he's not a hundred lengths back trying to <laughs> go, hey, water, like that kind of stuff. He yeah. just hooks up. <clears throat> so it's literally like, it was shared. So it's, there's two houses, the one that's on fire and the one next to it. They were basically sharing that hydrant. Mm-hmm. So we pull in, as we're pulling in, um, myself and Dennis are having a discussion and and we were going back and forth because I'm like, oh, you grab tools. I'm like, oh, wait, no, the hydrant's there. You grab the hydrant. He's like, I'll grab the hydrant. So we're like, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. So I get off. And uh, it was actually funny because the chief wanted the truck. 
slightly adjusted <laughs> another few feet forward. So I get off. Um, one of the other guys gets off and he grabs the, he's grabbing the, um, the pre-connect off the side. He's already going and the chief's getting uh, our driver to adjust the truck a little bit. So I'm literally about to grab the truck and the truck drives away. I'm like, <laughs> where'd the hose go? It just came out of my hand. Like, I didn't even have it in my hand and it's not there. I'm like, what? <laughs> so it was probably a like, 15 foot adjustment. So yeah. I go up, grab the hose. Um, it was actually interesting because our chief has a video. So he turned the video on, camera on when he gets there for our fire investigation. Um, and he, he checked it later. So from the time we, um, um, time the air brakes come on to the time we got water pumping. Like, sorry, the air brakes for the final time, not the first yes. time. Yeah. <laughs> to the time our our uh, pump operator, our driver, J- JP, by right. the time he um, got water flowing, it was it was like just like just under a minute um, before we got like water on both lines. So we had we had water like like quick, fast. Yeah, we're full gear. Everything um, did a transitional attack right away, which is funny. So. Chief was showing us this video, and he's like, I don't say bragging, but like, like that's fast. You know, getting guys out on the ground, SCBA on, in a spot where they can effectively flow water yeah. um, in, un- in less than a minute. But he's showing the video, and I happen to see it from the point where the truck hits the air brakes, but the pre-connect is already deployed. <laughs> so I'm like... <laughs> Did you have a guy hanging off the side of the truck? <laughs> how, did you, how, did you do that so how did that happen? And then the story comes out that they were a few feet back when right. they first started to flake out the line. Like, oh, yeah. okay, fine. Yeah. But it looked like I'm like, how does he already have this hose line off the truck? <laughs> ah, they were here and now they're yeah. a, cu- a couple feet in front. Yeah. Which is fine. Just but jumping yeah. off and running. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I guess back to the fire for a minute. So when we arrived, um, so um, Alpha side fully like. I mean, nothing's fully involved. It's mm-hmm. heavily involved. Um, it was pushing out of pushing out two bedroom windows. windows. Yeah, so heavy both, out of yeah. the uh, yeah. out of the Alpha Delta. Yeah, yeah. So um, I go hit that side. Um, guys hit the other side. Uh, transitional attack. We you know hit it probably 30, 40 seconds, and then pretty quick. Um, I could hear Rob um, calling for. Um, we're gonna push. Actually, Rob called. Um, I think Rob over the radio. He said <laughs> we're doing a hard push. Right in, in right away. Cool. Um, so I actually thought the, those guys were pushing hard on the right, on the left. And so I realized I knocked down most of the fire in my area. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to, I found another door. So I'm like, oh, I'm going to push in on this side. So I tell the deputy chief, hey, we're going to make a push on this side. Um, but we have to add, an, add a line. So slow us down a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, it, was, it was funny because I didn't realize, because um, my radio is on, but I'm, you know, you're not always listening to everything. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of more worried about my world. So Warren and I, we 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 hook the hose up and we we push on the other side of the door. So now we're basically meeting. <laughs> so so I go in thinking I'm not gonna I'm gonna be the first one in here on this awesome fire. And I come around the corner and I'm like, and Gus is already in there. <laughs> and he's already got like the main part of the fire. I'm like ah, <laughs> like where'd you come from? He's like that door. I'm like ah, exactly. come on man. <laughs> so hit a little bit of the other bedroom because the one that was fully involved like. He was knocking that down really well, and then I hit the other one that was just starting to really go. Mm-hmm. And then we uh, just basically, I would say within what, five minutes, the whole fire was knocked right down. Yeah, it was fast. Uh, started um, ripping ceiling right away, mm-hmm. making sure we didn't get fire extension. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say from the first truck on scene to um, overhaul was less than five. Nice. Um, <clears throat> you guys were just flowing water when... 
uh, we got there in the second truck. Yeah. Um, and again, it's funny because, like, like Scott said, there's so many bloody hydrants there. So you guys were parked almost right in front of the hydrant, or I guess right past it. So it, the hydrant kind of got lost in all of the the trucks and the people. So as we're pulling up, I'm like, hit that hydrant, and there's one maybe 40 feet, you know, yeah, past nice. or like like prior to um, the fire. So just as we're getting there, um, I'm looking. I'm like, shit, nope. They've already got it. So we... Right behind their wheel. Yeah, it's like yeah. literally behind the wheel. It was like a single length, right? Um, so we drive up, and it was like a pretty open grassy area with a lot of overhead lines. So I was like, eh, screw it. Over top, top of the grass. Let's let's get ourselves past these lines. So we got past them, um, and we could see what was happening. I radioed to Rob prior to that. I'm like, like, what do you need from us? He's like, I want you guys on the back of the structure. Um, okay, Sure. So we, we uh, ripped a couple lines. I had a guy on either line. Um, uh, one of the guys was helping, and I'm like, I'll go and secure our water source. So I ripped up and got it going. Uh, Adam was uh, my driver, uh, so he was looking after it on the truck side. Uh, he got those guys flowing water. Uh, again, like where this was, the house had a lot of broken glass. Like A lot of the windows were already smashed out. Um, so I'm like, okay, like I'm worried about what that's going to do for the fire. Yeah. Um, cause now we're on the backside as you guys are making the knock on the front. So we don't see, um, what's happening there. Uh, we're more worried about like what we're supposed to be doing. Um, so like, just make sure like, we don't want to make a push yet. Like, just make, make sure we got no extension coming out of the back. Um, so we got water. I flake Warren over to you. Yeah. Um, so that's just what you guys are starting to make your guys' push there. Um, but yeah, like it, it, it happened so, so fast yeah. and then very, very thorough overhaul, um, made it, uh, uh, cause it was up into the ceiling. It was up. Oh, the ceiling was like full, full mm -hmm. on. Like, it yeah. Right it was, it was ripping yeah. from, from end to end. Um, yeah. but like Nothing heavy, heavy space. push, yeah. um, on the alpha side of the attic, it was pushing out of the window and then started to self vent out of the roof. Um, but the entire backside of the structure, um, the inside wasn't touched. Uh, so that was good. Yeah. Uh, but because of the extension to the attic, we had to open up the ceiling yeah. um, just to make, make sure it didn't have any sort of uh, reignite. Yeah. Um, and then did a, a secondary thorough search uh, yeah. upstairs and down. So maybe we should fast forward on this a bit. Mm -hmm. We had another call yeah. in between this, but uh, to tie this, this call and the, mm -hmm. the next mm -hmm. part of it together, um, we'll fast forward. But I think to describe this house, probably best almost... It's almost a small version of what you were just talking about earlier in Vancouver. Yeah, it's like it's it's a it's a it's not it's not a single room occupancy home. Yeah, but there's a lot of people in there that are um, in a, what you could say in a bad way. Yeah, so <laughs> the downtrodden. Yeah. That residence is very well known to the police and very yes. well known to us, the ambulance and you guys else, yeah. for violent crimes, um, yeah. uh, addiction, drug use, the theft, you yeah. name it, right? Allegedly, yeah. my pickup was stolen and driven there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Really? Well, my work stuff, yeah. when, it, when yeah. my house was broken into, it, well, we pinged it and it actually pinged at his residence. So. Uh, right. Yeah. So, absolutely. No, so, he's a shit right. Yeah. I'll say it. It's all good. It's all good. He's a yeah. shit yeah. So, anyways. So, we... <laughs> so, we kind of knew what we were getting into. Into So, we, we put it out and we did it. We do our job still. So Oh, yeah. Um, for sure. Yeah, we're not going to like, oh, I'll let it this place right now. No. We, no, we, we did a great yeah. job. And... Like, we always tell the guys, it doesn't matter 
who's what's burning down do a great job because yeah. mm-hmm. because if we do a great job now when when a different home or something else burns matters, down, but like, yeah. well, when a different home or something burns mm-hmm. down, it's it, we're going to be just that much better. Yeah. We did a great Our job. service level never changes, no matter yeah. what the demographics of exactly. places. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, because of the home, it's um, not sure. I don't think it was insured, and because it wasn't necessarily insured, um, the fire investigator isn't going to come because it was not criminal, mm-hmm. and it's not insurance related. So there's no fire investigator that's going to come and do an investigation, yeah. mm-hmm. which is kind of good for us because now we can go and a bunch of us are currently taking the fire investigator course yeah. so we can actually go and kind of um do our test our skills because no one else is literally coming so yeah. we're the ones we're not going to disturb anything yeah, so we yeah. can kind of do our thing so next morning we show up nice and early um security had left already so we're yeah. so we're um we had kind of had an idea just from the fire. Like we watched, we watched the video the night before at practice, so we kind of had an idea. And, and we also looked at the fire that day. Mm-hmm. And since all of us were there, I think all of us were there um, for the call, so we all kind of knew the area of origin. We mm-hmm. didn't know the point yet. Mm-hmm. We knew the room. We we kind of had the room laid out. Yeah. There was some debate: was was it outside or inside? But we figured out pretty quick it was it was inside, just the way the you know, the char was and the, the way the, the burn patterns were. Mm-hmm. Um, so we went in, did her thing, looked around, um, pretty much have it narrow, had it narrowed down. We're probably within a three foot space. Yeah. Um, we couldn't really tell what did it, but we, we had it narrowed down pretty, pretty tight. Um, so while, um, while Ash and Jason are upstairs, um, kind of wrapping up, um, yeah. no, no, Jason, Rob, Rob, yeah, Rob, Ash and Rob, Rob, that's always on here. Um, they're wrapping up upstairs and. I'm taking Jason, who actually, yeah, Jason wasn't on the Because he wasn't on the So fire. I said, hey, you come down and let's check out the electrical panel, because I heard it's, it's a very interesting electrical panel. <laughs> so, <laughs> some interesting electrical work was done. So I go down with Jay, and the chief kind of comes down with us. We're, we're looking around, come across this door. Well, first thing, actually, when we're coming in, the door, one of the, the doors that we came in on the fire was locked. I was like, well, that's weird. I wonder why it's locked. Mm-hmm. Security guys must have locked it. And then we go around the other side, and that one's locked. So we're like, like, uh-huh. like this is weird. Was it locked from the inside, or did they screw it shut? So we end up breaching the door because we want to get in, and we're like, this shouldn't be locked anyways. Because for yeah. sure. So we breach the door and go downstairs, looking around. Same thing. We come across this door that's locked, and I'm like, okay, the guys like checked this place like two or three times. Like they, you know, we did a primary yeah. search, secondary search, uh-huh. and then. The guys came down here again to look at the electrical panel, and they wouldn't have left the door. Like we we don't leave doors no. locked, right? <laughs> so we're like, if we don't know what's in there, we're getting in there. So we're like, this is weird. Like maybe did they miss it or something? And it wasn't an official, it wasn't a real door. It was like kind of a weird looking right. thing. So we're like, okay, well let's we gotta get in there because we gotta see what's in there. So playing around, we're trying to get in there. Grab the old um, snagger tool. We mm-hmm. pop the hinge off of the snagger tool. So we had to pop one hinge off. Every hinge is, is uh, pretty well um, jammed in there. So we, we kind of kick the door a little bit and it folds in a bit. <laughs> and Jay sticks his head through. And it says bedroom. He sticks his head through. And, and he's like, oh my God, there's two bodies. <laughs> and I was like, I'm like, what? <laughs> I was like, there's two bodies in the bed. <laughs> I was like, are you kidding? <laughs> so the chief's behind me. He's like, what did you guys just say? <laughs> I said, I'm like, uh, call the police, call, uh, call the ambulance. Because <laughs> we don't know what we have. So yeah. Now I'm like, I got my flashlight. I'm over top. <laughs> Look at him trying to see. I'm like, I can see one of the people moving around in there. I'm like, 
I'm like, okay, well, I got one person moving. Like, one, like I'm moving on the one. And, like, I can see I can see the one person's breathing. I'm like, okay. So, I'm like, hey! And, like, we have been not quiet. <laughs> We've been upstairs stomping around. Yeah, like, we're um, hitting shit. We're shoveling stuff. Down. We're shoveling. Yeah. We had to breach this door. So, the, the yeah. upstairs door's broken. We come down. We're not quiet downstairs. We had to breach a second door. So, finally, this person's, like, moving around. I'm like, hey! So, she, it's a female. She wakes up and, like... Hey, who's with you? She says in the guy's name. I said, "Is he, I, said, I said, is he alive? She's like, yeah. I said, Are you sure? Wake him up. <laughs> so she kind of wakes him up. Sure enough, he sits up. So I instantly like, oh. <laughs> so we call back up the stairs. Because now uh, our deputy chief's down with us. Because the chief's outside asking Ash. Like, Ash, get on the radio. <laughs> he comes up. Like, you need to tell your story. <laughs> yeah, so like Rob and I just got wrapped up on the inside. We're putting tools away. And the chief comes around the corner. And he's like, I need the fives and EHS here. Code three. We have two bodies. And then he run. He runs away. This is all of the info that I have. And like, just to put a pause on this. The previous night, after the fire, I go to bed all nice and cozy. Because you know you're having a fire investigation. Because I know that we're going to go back there in the morning. And I have this dream. And in my dream, we found two overdose patients in this in, in this house so when he comes up i'm like holy shit like is this my fault <laughs> it's happening it's happening right but like again i'm like are they like were they from last night was it what i what i dreamed it was going to be like am I, am I awake right now <laughs> so then the deputy comes out and i'm like what's I need more info. Like, get me something so that he goes beetling down. So I call, I phone dispatch because we don't want to go over the radio. Like, hey, we got a couple of. Oh, I didn't know you here. phone dispatch. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So I didn't go over the radio. I phoned them. Like, hey, um, we're on scene. I said what apparatus was there, why we were there, and then what we had. I'm like, all we know at this point is I've been requested for the fives and for EHS code three. We have two patients unknown LOC. Um, and just get the ball rolling. I'm like, as things develop, I'll, I'll let you know, right? Um, so within probably three or four minutes, yeah. I get the full story upstairs now. Because it, it took a while to get the other guy awake. And yeah. we were still having other, we were still not through this door where, like, I'm kind of hanging out. Like, Jay's trying to work on this pin while I'm, like, leaning over the door trying to, like, talk to this female. Yeah, so, so we're, not, we're not breaching happening. the door. We're still just, like, a mm-hmm. slow breach on the door. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so things finally progress, and then the, once both of them are yeah. up and awake and definitely completely alive, um, we ended up uh, telling dispatch to stand stand down EHS. Uh, now this is just a um, um, this is just a, a thing for the fives. Yeah. So um, they sent up a couple of a couple deputies and they get their thing or whatever like whoa constables constables yeah Canada and such yeah. Um, yeah so they had a couple constables there um, and they uh, yeah they dealt with the yeah. squatters yeah. squatters again yeah. yeah but it's crazy like being in that room so I'm in that room and, and it's kind of it, you know it's it's one of those rooms where it, it wasn't on fire like if you didn't know there was a house fire above you you probably I mean other than it's it's not a great living environment yeah but they were used to that living environment but if they didn't know it was a, like I mean they obviously knew the house was on fire mm-hmm. but it was 
definitely like livable, but also not livable. <laughs> yeah. it, you know, there's like they have like two buckets out catching the catching the water from upstairs that's dripping down to the ceiling through like the floor. Yeah, all the, floor. the they have a candle going because the power is off. The power yeah. like the line it's cut at the cut at the um, at the pole at the pole, so there's no power coming in. So it was like. It's not an environment to live in. Plus, no. I mean, we're in our we're, we're in mass and stuff. Like, yeah, we're not in like because everything else yeah. going on. Yeah. Plus all the insulation. Yeah. So, not a good environment. No. Um, you know, and I get these. You know, they're they're they don't have the best place. To yeah. Live in. So, mm-hmm. and one guy I actually knew from my other job. <laughs> so I'm talking to him. You know, and he he's not a bad guy. He's made a lot of bad choices. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, I actually started questioning him. I'm like. Hey, were you guys here yesterday? Like, and I wasn't questioning them, like, hey, like, get the light going. Well, yeah. There's no power, so. <laughs> but I was like, hey, were you guys here yesterday? Like, well, no, we were away. I'm like, oh, where do you guys normally live in this place? Well, not in this room, because actually the room we were in was the owner's room, because we were told that earlier yesterday. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. The previous day, because that's where um, the one person said, hey, he searched her, because that's where he is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we, so now I'm piecing it together. I'm like, okay, this room was definitely searched, because this is where um, Warren checked, because this is the room we were told to look in. So I'm like, oh, and they're like, no, we were upstairs. Um, we were in this, and we were, and they actually they ended up being in the room next to the room that was fully involved. That's right. where they were. So I, I got a little bit more information on them, not much because they're they're not 100 percent helpful yeah. <laughs> or or really reliable. Mm-hmm. So they ended up leaving no problems. They were not violent with us or or angry with us. They were just like, oh, sorry, and mm-hmm. they just kind of packed your stuff up and left. Yeah, it was just very weird. Well, that see. gets the heart going, though. No matter how you say Oh, yeah. Him, the like, chief's like, I don't need like that. It's too much stress in my life. Like, he's like, I thought for a minute, like, we... We missed a couple missed, Like, like yeah. we totally blew the primary and secondary and tertiary search. <laughs> and didn't find these guys. Like, I couldn't believe it. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it was like, nope. Well, we searched everywhere. Sorry, second-guessing yeah. everything you just did the other day for before, sure. right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, that was very interesting. That was an interesting mm-hmm. call. Because it wasn't really a call. It was an interesting experience. I actually said sure. afterwards, I'm like... Hey, Bob, are all fire investigations this interesting? Because I'm in. <laughs> He's like, no. No, they're not. It's like, okay. <laughs> yeah, we had a very similar fire. I was mentioning before that um, we had uh, residents go up and the, the main floor was mm-hmm. the, about half of it was, was wiped out. But it had exterior basement uh, entrance. Mm-hmm. And uh, then, of course, that's where people were squatting. Same thing. Had candles and stuff in there. We knew they were in there. Uh, and the police knew we were in there, and then sure enough, right. a couple weeks later, we had another structure fire there. It was mm-hmm. the rest of the structure and that room. Oh, I didn't know they were I didn't know you guys knew that. Yeah, then we actually um, we thought there might be some victims in there because the floor had collapsed and stuff. So uh-huh. the fire investigation, like they were in there for hours shoveling, mm-hmm. right, expecting to find something. Mm-hmm. Right. But so maybe but, I mean, like I said when we started this conversation. Um, Maybe it happens more than we know because we don't normally go do investigations. No, we don't go back. You know, the chief comes sometimes mm-hmm. and helps uh, insurance investigator, or or you know if some if there's a fatality, we'll help the um, right fire commissioner, or if it's criminal. Um, but yeah, we don't. You and I and the officers don't Generally normally don't go. go. So go maybe back, yeah. maybe the squatter thing is a, is more of a common thing mm-hmm. than I'm aware of. But I'm I, sure it has something to do with the chief was definitely surprised. The location. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, I was gonna right, say like, yeah. this is a a very busy house. Yeah, because they were kind of coming go. back when, as soon as we were kind of wrapping up our hose. People were kind of coming back from exactly. around to see what was left of the home, and yeah, so yeah, it was just it was definitely a heart racing oh. racing moment. Yeah, for sure, it got <laughs> you know, and maybe, like like my I was a little bit 
like, I don't think, I think you and probably Bob, because you guys couldn't actually see what I was seeing. No. And you had no idea what was going on. Like, you had zero no idea what was going on downstairs. No, no. Like, I can see the scene, so mm-hmm. maybe I wasn't as spiked as bad, because I was like, like, when Jay called it out first. <laughs> you got a little. Yeah, I got a little, like, oh, and I'm looking and. Because you said that you saw her chest rising as she was sleeping. Yeah, within like probably 10 seconds, I realized, mm-hmm. okay, one of them is definitely alive. And yeah. by this time, the chief went up the stairs, so I was like, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. I caught, I, I was like, okay. And then I'm like, worst case scenario, like, like, what are we to do? Because <laughs> sure. you know, there's nothing we can do about this right now because mm-hmm. it's over. Like, if they're both gone and we right. miss something, it's, yeah. it's going to be a losing me a long day. We are not coming camping. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm kidding. We're going to have but, some statements to make. Yeah, we're going to have some statements to make. <laughs> but no, it all worked out in the end. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. It's crazy. Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> Super day. crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So now to backtrack, so, yeah, so that was kind of the, the bookend. <laughs> yeah, so back to the grass fire stuff. Um, again, um, burning, uh, last day of burning. Um, I am was actually just going down to drop my son off at work, and dispatch comes with the radio and asks for the duty officer, and no reply. And asks for the duty officer again, no reply. Well, it turns out Rob's at work, and he's on the phone with a customer, so he can't be like, hang on. Go ahead, dispatch. Like, you yeah. can't do that. He's texting the officer group. Yeah, like, and I, and can, can somebody grab it? So I am I. I'm in the truck. So I happen to like my radio is literally right next to me. I'm like, I give it to. I'm like, okay, no one's answering. I'm like, yeah, go ahead. And, and she's like, um, you guys had a call earlier this morning about a burn complaint, and it was actually in the public works yard where the town the town employees are. Mm-hmm. And someone complained that they were burning, which they are allowed to do. Yeah. Um, Every year they, they do one yeah. annual burn for, yeah. so they for all of their own slash. You know, so they right? have permits and stuff. But, but this person was concerned, so they called it in. So she calls, and it's on this one road. Pretty long road, but it's it's a long road. <laughs> more, uh, more the old Glen, what is it? <laughs> Glen Levitt. Glen Levitt. So it's on this one road that's fairly long in town. Um, it's on the lower part. Of, we've actually that was where we had the other grass fire. The other grass fire. Yeah. So she says where it is, and I'm like, and I'm literally like looking at that because the, the place where my son works is like kind of look, overlooking the area of this of this fire. But looking I'm like there's no smoke. So I was like, oh, I'll just go check it out because I, I don't see any smoke because it just came in as another complaint, and it actually was called in the forestry, which I thought was weird. Yeah, it's forestry. And they say it's going into the trees. Down like, limits, yeah. I'm looking. I'm like, mm-hmm. forestry. It's going to trees. I don't see any smoke. So I'm driving down there, and the deputy chief happened to be driving around too. He's like, "Hey, I'll go. I'll go check it out from the north end." So he's driving. So we're both kind of converging on this area where there's literally zero smoke. And I'm like, I'm looking to the, <laughs> I'm looking to the south, probably a good five k down the road. <laughs> I'm like, there's smoke. a huge amount of smoke. I'm like, as I read the deputy chief, I'm like, hey Brian, I'm gonna go to the south because I'm, I can see a huge amount of volume of smoke down there. He's like, okay, yeah. So I start heading down there, and I radio dispatch. So yeah, I'm on the same street, but I'm like kilometers away from where you think I am. So I'm giving her an update, and I look to the, I'm looking, and I can see in a farmer's field, yeah, across this field, all the trees, like wow, all the trees, a bunch of trees are burning. I'm like, there's a swamp on fire. I'm like, oh, like, that's not good. <laughs> but now I'm like, how do we get over there? Because this is like, this is not like good land to drive on. Mm-hmm. And the one farm I passed, again, it's one of those homes that we used to go to all the time. It was, yeah. a, it was mm-hmm. not a good home. And also, they always were kind of underwater and not good yeah, property. Marshy, yeah, so yeah. I'm like, okay, I'm looking. I'm like, okay, I'm, 
go down one road, can't get through, come back. I'm in my personal vehicle. I'm not in an emergency vehicle. So I'm kind of radio, and I said, so finally I'm like, okay, we got the new side by side. It's not, it's not really ready yet, but mm. it's been a one call already. It's got it's getting, tools. We, we're adding water. more and more tools and everything to it, but we haven't went down the check. We don't have the checklist ready of everything we need. Yeah. So I'm like, so Brian's now at the hall, our deputy chief, and uh, JP, who the driver was from the previous day, and he's actually working on the side by side. So I said, hey, bring the side by side out because I, I need to. I need someone to scout to find out how to get in here because I can't get in here with my personal vehicle. So as I'm saying that, they're like they're getting side by side ready, and they're they're coming down, and they're trying to find a way in. And I'm finally I go in the farmer's field, and there's a farmer. The farmer's there. I said, hey, I said, hey, did you call us? In? Or he's like, I said, is this your burn pile? I was like, no. He's like, I called it in, jumped over from my neighbors. I said, okay, is your field undrivable? He's like, oh yeah. He goes, yeah, we it's all clean and it's all clear. So this is a new owner, mm-hmm. super friendly, super nice, and this field's like immaculate now. I think he's been putting in some culverts, yeah, put in some like work, yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> so, yeah. like making it. Where he can farm it. Now. Yeah, so I drive, you know, I'm like, I drive out there in my pickup truck, and I'm like, and I'm ready, and I'm like, so now, uh, the side-by-side is trying to find a route in, because I'm still not sure where it is, and if it's jumped, because it's right on the river, like, same as, like, kind of on the same area where you yeah. guys are fighting the fire the previous day. So I'm like, I need the side-by-side, because I want to scout to see if it's jumped anywhere, and so they're trying to find a way in. Turns out they don't have keys, so the way to access the river deck, you need a key. So they don't have a key. So I can see them bobbing up and down the road. I'm like, what are they doing? <laughs> <laughs> and of course, we don't have uh, the headset yet for it. So they're trying to talk on the radio. I was like, <laughs> it's all wind. I'm like, this is awesome. But again, it's late or it's early spring. So I'm looking at the fire. and like, this is like rank two, um, zero organized flame front, just like, very scattered, yeah. It's kicking yeah. off. Like, uh, the odd tree was on fire, and, you know, it's big, but it's not out of control. So, mm-hmm. bring the engine. So, now that I've driven on this from the pickup truck, I'm looking at it, I'm like, I'm pretty sure an engine can make it out here. Because the other thing, the previous day, our engine got stuck in the swamp. So, we had to get towed out. <laughs> so, so, and I, and I, that was in the back of my head. I'm like, okay, I don't want the engine to come back in here and get stuck again. Because mm-hmm. it's a very similar area. But, uh, yeah, the tender comes out of the engine. They're all fine. Um, so again, we pull a whole bunch of forestry line, hit it. But it's one of those fires that's annoying. It's a nuisance. It's burning, yeah. in, burning inside cottonwood and all that stuff. So yeah. it just takes a long time. A lot of water to put out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, the side by side finally made it where it needed to go, and we're, we're kind of laughing. It's like okay, so I think they added the list keys <laughs> and a bolt and a set of bolt cutters. Yeah. <laughs> but so we're our plan was to have this all ready before fire season kicked off in like july yeah june july it's already kicking off but it's already kicking off yeah. yeah and so we're we're rather than having a nice list and going it through it um, properly we're like okay throw some side cutters there some bolt cutters on there now mm-hmm. um let's get a set of keys for it right away <laughs> it's like we're we're adding as we go now it's kind of mm-hmm. not the right way to do it but it's the way we have to do it yeah yeah so that was kind of our fun for the week i think yeah for the most part outside of training that was our like fun for calls mm-hmm. um and we have some pretty, some pretty good training scenarios for the week as well. Um, we had it uh, broken into three sessions. Um, we have a new uh, rope system that we're putting into play for the season. Which um, I don't think is that new. I think it's. They, no. I asked the guys afterwards. I said, "Is it much new? We just have some new gear." Yeah, everything does the same got thing. All new like, blocks. Yeah. Oh yeah. So everything does the same thing. It's just we have a couple things that are new. Um, again, it does the same job. We've had hands on it before, uh, but now both of our, like, we had our haul line, which is set up exactly the way it is now. 
but now both part lines. So everything is identical. Everything's all like rigged in its bag, ready to go. Um, so it's just more of a, hey, this is, I guess, our final product. Let's the new take, year, new yeah, let's take it. Let's get some hands on it. So that was one of the sessions. They started out in the bays and then yeah. went kind of right down the street yeah. uh, over a bank. I uh, did some uh, hands-on up and down the bank, which is, you know, really good to do. Um, ropes is always, I find, not our... Not. Yeah. <laughs> not <laughs> our strong point. Um, it's also not a weak point anymore. Like, I think if you look yeah. back, like, five or ten, ten years, there was a handful of guys that were really good, and then the rest of the guys that could help them out. <laughs> yeah. Where now... Yeah. It was way more complicated then, though. Like, the, there's... Yeah, there's sure. Yeah, there's yeah, there's thing, rack. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, this rack, that thing, this, this other deal over here. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, everyone's like, okay. Yeah, now it's... There's a lot. Bear paw. Yeah. Our preset rigging. Yeah. Go. It's, it's like, same. most guys can get out of the still, bank like, and run. It's still, you can still see the guys pull out and go... Mm. Because we're trying to go down the hill to go mm-hmm. deal with, like when in a real emergency. Sure. The problem with ropes is we don't do a lot of rescue with ropes. So again, as a training officer, I'm always like, okay, I always do that balance. Like, okay, how much time can how I? How much time to do this? I lock yeah. this? Like, yeah. I should be, we should be doing ropes five six times a year, but we get like one rope call every maybe every year mm-hmm. the most. I'm like, that's a lot of time, a lot, a lot of training time. Because there's only so much. You no, know, it's like thirty something day, thirty seven training days. Yeah. Like I can't allot like a quarter of our training to ropes. Yeah. Because right. we have to do uh, swift water rescue. We have to do um, mm-hmm. auto extrication. We have to do car wild fire, land. bin fire, mm-hmm. wildland. Wildland is like a whole month because yeah. wildland is obviously something we deal with. Um, you know, there's the argument. Well, if it's something you're doing well all the time, you don't need to train on it that much. Well, yes and no, mm-hmm. but. You know, things like wildland, we want to be dialed in to be able to... Yeah, we don't train wildland in January. No. You train it in April, early May. Yeah. Yeah. So you get yourself prepped for the season, and then your boots on the ground training is what gets you dialed. Yeah. You start with these smaller calls, and you get everything set, right? So really ropes... We don't have that with ropes. So ropes, we kind of still look at a handful of guys who enjoy ropes. Because I always look at, you know, the, the, um, the training manual. There's a lot of section. There's a lot of stuff on ropes, and I, mm-hmm. I think Aaron Fields or one of those guys, one of the one mm-hmm. of the, one of those kind of um, nozzle nozzle forward guys. He said, you know, I always thought this was a ropes and knots department because that's how much that's how much time we allotted to it in, in the fire academy. He goes, but we weren't actually fighting fires, and I, I kind of have the same mindset. I'm like, okay, we we fight way more fires than we do ropes, so yeah. we have to allot this. But we do need guys that are skilled in ropes. So there's a few guys that actually enjoy ropes. I'm not particularly fond of. Uh, ropes and knots and stuff right i know i get the benefits of them mm-hmm. my brain does not do knots <laughs> like i know four knots really well the rest yeah, of I, can, yeah. I can make it happen yeah i can do yeah. figure eight <laughs> water knots i can do mm-hmm. press yeah. i can do the knots that our system relies on yeah but i'm not gonna be tying a bunch of other weird stuff and mm-hmm. some guys really like that some guys have uh like i used to have rope you know and then i tie my house and stuff but you know if you don't do it it's like a second language. Like if you That's don't right. do it, you're not going to remember it. Yeah, exactly. And you can be t- super dialed in for your test, and then you forget it all like a week yeah. later. Yeah. So, um, so there's a few guys that are really dialed in. Those are the guys we kind of rely on. Other guys that are somewhat good, we we rely on them to help us set up the system. But the ease of the system is is really mm-hmm. is where, where we need to be. That's right. And, yeah. So we had that, um, which is you know again really good to do. Uh, we had, so you yeah. were helping with a, um, FR, FR mini Sims. Yeah. Um, 
So when, when you learn FR, when you learn any medical course, it's always in a classroom. Super generic. I mean, I guess I shouldn't say always. There's some courses. Like when you, I'm guessing when you get more into your advanced paramedic stuff, yeah. they're going to take you in and like these high fidelity sims. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But really for FR, EMR, mm-hmm. a lot of those courses are very, they're class, they you get a book mm-hmm. and okay, we just did the skill. Now we'll do the skill on the ground. On the, on the nice mat on the ground yeah. and do your CPR. Which is great to start. You need the, the layering, right? You yeah, need the fundamental um, butt. And, you know, we've been rolling, we've been rolling FR, um, but watching it, again, we're like, okay, we do a lot of FR now, mm-hmm. but a lot of times we're there and the ambulance is there. So the ambulance, we're like the paramedics were just like, hey, what do you need us to do? So they're kind of like walking us through it. And I also feel, from watching our guys, sometimes um, they're still in that classroom mindset. They're like, yeah. okay, mm-hmm. what do I have to do? I have to do this, 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 this. It's very like step-by-step, step, which is cool. I'm, I'm not against the step-by-step step, stuff. But they're, it's still like, to them, it's like a classroom. And I want them to start thinking like, no, this is where calls are going to happen. Mm-hmm. So we went to the training ground and uh, talked to Carrie, who's our, she's our FR person, um, and a couple other guys. And we we came up with a bunch of sims, but they were all vehicle-related, but not extradition-related. That's right, they weren't all vehicle-related. Most related to a vehicle somehow, but they were all um, not dynamic. Where we're using, um, where we're cutting, we're doing right. firefighter kind of stuff. Where we're cutting car doors off. We're More specific patient care. Yeah, it's all yeah. yeah. But it gets into that mind of like, oh, okay, this isn't all about cutting cars and doing stuff. Mm. So the first sim we did. Um, I shouldn't say this any of these guys are listening, but I don't think any of the guys listen anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. It doesn't matter if they listen. Um, one of the Sims was um, Pez Truck. Yeah. And they went through the whole thing. So, so Pez Truck. Second one was um, was actually, uh, I won't go too deep in this in case somebody is listening. <laughs> um, we had a, um, a CO um, calling a car. So they had to deal with that. Um, and the third one was actually, that was where I got to do, put my acting into place, um, <laughs> was a uh, injury to a chest, um, guy and put his head through a, the windshield of his truck. Um, so there was that and I was conscious yelling at them and stuff. And then uh, the final one was actually uh, an overdose. So did, um, did a bunch, did four and just kind of rotated mm-hmm. and then had a little chat about it and then, okay, reset, um, switch around, go again. Okay, reset, switch around, go again. Perfect. So we ended up go through four scenarios throughout the whole night. So it wasn't one big scenario. It was a bunch of little mini, mini mm-hmm. scenarios. So that really worked out well, I think. Yeah. I like to do more of those. You know, I like one of our guys. He's Mike. Yeah. He's very, he's very, very smart. Um, yeah. And he, he thinks a little differently. Yeah, we have several I, I think, <laughs> Yeah, but you know the one yeah, I'm talking yeah, about. <laughs> He thinks differently. It's it's you know really positive. What? <laughs> what else you got in there? I'm mixing. Uh... <laughs> oh, that hurts me. <laughs> I know it hurts you, but I'm mixing. It. <laughs> all right, all right. Um, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> his mind's he just dumped a fairly expensive scotch into his mix. <laughs> there was no, no, it wasn't mix. Oh yeah, it sorry, it was. <laughs> anyway, it's quite delicious. <laughs> <laughs> there wasn't that much left. <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> so, in each one of these sims, um, there was no like direct officer. 
the way that we roll out a call. Right. right. So each guy took a step back and took that officer sort of team team lead role. And afterwards, he's like, I mean, you could probably say say yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, I don't ever want to be an officer. I'm like what? <laughs> he's like, it's hard. He goes, it's hard. It's hard taking a step back. So it is. It's, it's hard being yeah. detached. Mm-hmm. It's hard being detached. It's hard because um, you gotta like look at each guy and try to figure out like how they react, like how they respond to. Um, the dog's going crazy. <laughs> how they respond, not to necessarily um, um, criticism, but how do they respond to direction? Yeah. So we know each. You and I know each guy now mm-hmm. who has been captains for quite a lot, long, long time. So you can look, you know who you're dealing with. You know, okay, well, if if I ask the guy this way, he's going to tell me to go pound sand. Mm-hmm. But I have to, so I have to be asking him this way. Yeah. Some guys are like, I have to ask him very directly and be like, do it. Okay. And they'll do it. Mm-hmm. And they won't have any animosity. Other guys are like, hey man, can you, uh, can you do this for me? Oh yeah, sure. Other guys, you got to like, it's all these different off angles. Yeah. And he's like, man, it's like hard. Cause he goes, cause he. Gotta know your audience. Yeah, because he kind of he kind of yelled at one guy, and the guy's like, "Ah!" He kind of shut down for a second, and then the yeah. other guy responds great, and he's like, "Ah!" <laughs> so he's like, "Yeah, it's just, it sucks." And then he goes, "And then I forgot a bunch of stuff." I said, "You always forget a bunch of stuff." I said, "That's why we do decentralized command, because mm-hmm. you know I'm not the I'm not the king. Like like the officer's not the king. Like, these guys have to these guys have to be able to say, hey, I can see this. I can see that. Mm-hmm. Like we want that. We don't want to be yeah. like." You know, don't like question us constantly. Like, oh, what, why are we doing this way? What are we doing that way? No, like, yeah. hey, uh, I see this. Maybe we shouldn't do that. Oh, cool. Yeah, you're right. We shouldn't do that. Let's do this. Mm-hmm. So he just said it was very hard. He goes, I never want to be an officer. Like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But he's like, he's really, really good at FR. Um, yeah. yeah. He knows his stuff well. So it was, it's, it's, I think it's neat for the guys to see all of the angles, right? Yeah. And for, for us coming into FR this year, um, I mean, that was a, a big change. Like we are on the fire ground. If you're IC or if you're the, uh, you know, if you're the first arriving officer, it, it's a lot easier to take that step back. Yeah. But if you're a truck officer, you're kind of, you know, right in the middle. You're, are, I'm taking a step back from my team, but am I taking a step back from the entire call? No. So like how much can I step away from the scene yeah. see what my guys are doing but i'm still not getting the overall picture yeah on the fr scene again it's just a completely different you know scenario there so i think it's good for guys to see that um you know to see kind of all of the roles <laughs> you know boots on the ground the guy that's up there with the patient okay now he's got his assistant Okay, we have a driver role and then we have an officer role. So, yeah. you know, psych- if you can cycle through that, I think it's really, really good for everybody to see every angle. Yeah. Um, and some of the calls went really well, some of them not so well. And I know a couple of guys were beating themselves up afterwards. And we kind of did the round table gather and I said, hey, I said, listen, <laughs> I said, our fire hall is 100 years old. And it actually turned 100 years old two days ago. Yeah. So last Wednesday, our fire hall, 100 years ago, Last Wednesday was its first day in service. I said, so 100 years ago, I'm guessing the guys weren't that great at fighting fires. <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't think anyone's going to start the fire department and be like, yeah, we're badass. We're, 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 <laughs> we're killing it. it. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, you know, we are quite good at fighting fires mm-hmm. now. You know, we are, you know, we can fight a structure fire like crazy. We can, we're, we got compliments from, <laughs> from the forestry service mm-hmm. on how do we fight wildland fires. We've been doing this for 100 years. Yeah. 
We haven't been doing medical for more than two or three months. Like we we always help with medical, but we've yeah. never been. Hey, we're we're the, we're the show for yeah, a short it, time. We're it until, until somebody until, better comes. Yeah. yeah. So, like, don't beat yourself up, guys. We're doing this for three months. It takes like, a while to find yeah. your groove, mm. and it takes a while to build that team cohesiveness. Like you said, mm. like the strengths of each person. So yeah. by changing those roles all the time, for sure, you're going to learn more. You're mm. going to observe and learn. You know, like there's a lot to it. Yeah, I think the the big thing is you know getting away from that that you know classroom role. So as you're learning, as they test you, it's you versus their, yeah. you know, scenario, right? Like the classroom stuff is the worst. Yeah. You have a pair of hands that can mm. help you do things like yeah. pass you things, but yeah. it's your, your mind. If you forget, no one can uh, be there to prompt you mm-hmm. or, you know, remember. Right. So, um, in these scenarios, the best thing that we can do is roll them like an actual call where, you know, like, Hey, like I've, I've got, you know, a and B firefighter that's down there helping this this here patient, but the entire team is there working. So mm-hmm. like if I'm the officer with A and B firefighter and they're missing something, hey guys, like have you guys thought about this, right? Yeah. And again, that comes back to being the officer and knowing how to deal with people. Because if, if you're like, hey, you know, Alpha A have you thought about this? Well of course I've thought about this. Ah, sorry. And now you just set a, a bad vibe for the rest of the yeah. call that like you you have to know how to drop those breadcrumbs sure. but if those two people then sure you're gonna have like your your number one attendant that's down there working with the patient mm-hmm. um and they're kind of running that call but if they're assistant or backup or whatever like we're not anywhere near as structured as like an ambulance like they've they've yeah. got their 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 one and two and like they definitely have roles yeah. right i think we can blur those lines a lot better and that's going to get us a lot better results where people can blend their knowledge and their skill set yeah. yeah so it brings <laughs> me back to so a couple of years ago i researched my itls so the international trauma life support um and with that like it's a, it's a pretty intense course um and a lot of um practical scenarios you have to do as well and uh Drink's good. The mix is good. It's good. It's <laughs> great. So during this, you know, everybody is doing great. Like very seasoned, very smart, mm-hmm. damn good medics are killing it. Mm-hmm. And then it comes to the exam and people fumble mm-hmm. because now it's somebody sitting there with a checklist. Yeah. Okay, go. And people shit the bed. Mm-hmm. So what they did, the instructors, they basically told us, okay, um, after lunch, we're going to break into our groups. Uh, each instructor is going to be w- with each group. And uh, you're going to have time to do uh, one or two uh, practice sims before the exam mm-hmm. right. each time. Hey, perfect. Okay, here's the sim. And he'd sit there and he'd be the patient. Okay, yeah, go. And r- rip through it. Mark everything now. And by the time we're done, he goes, all right, you guys are done for the day. We're like, well, what about the exam? He's like, oh, you guys did it. Mm-hmm. What? Yeah. He's like, yeah, we didn't tell you guys that because of what I just said. For sure. But it lowers the stress level. Like, look at all your practice sims. You guys sail through them. Mm-hmm. No problems. Yeah, we do that same thing when we're doing, um, with my with my other job, when we're doing um, recalls for pistol. Yeah. Guys get all, free, like, they shoot fine, and then we're like, all right, recall time. And they start missing everything. And we're like, so now I just, as an instructor, I'm just like, all right, uh, let's shoot a round. Let's shoot a recall round. Or let's, I, I don't even say recall round. I'm like, let's shoot one round of the course of fire. And we won't even mark it. Mm-hmm. Everybody shoots fine. I'm like, all right, that one counts. They're like, what? I'm like, that one counted. I think you guys all did great. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. Just, 
and there's arguments like because we you know we have these instructor round tables and we we discuss it and I'm like this is what we do so and I know and like I say half of us do it. half of us do it this way some of the older old school instructors are like well but we want them to be stressed we're like what we're like well in a gunfight you're gonna be stressed it's like I'm like you know that's a different level of stress it's yeah yeah like, there's gonna be focused not stressed I'm like this stress yeah. and I, and actually I always fall back on this job on the firefighting side because I'm like you know what I, I see I go to a lot of emergency scenes I go to a lot more emergency scenes than you guys like and then our, the, our guys like our work guys do I'm like you know I go to a lot of emergency scenes and I I, I there's a it's, a it's not it's not really a stress thing it's more of a like you said it's a focus thing and it's a different type of stress you're getting stressed yeah but it's it's like you're getting dialed in your training's taking over um you're not thinking like oh someone's grading me right now if I fail I'm over no you're yeah. thinking I'm gonna have to help this person or I have to do whatever so um you know and for the most part, most guys see it that way. Like, hey, don't stress them out. Just do your thing. Uh, I, I find it too bad that the FR, um, when they teach, because they know it's probably going to be a group of firefighters. It's not going to be a paramedic and a firefighter. Mm-hmm. Or a paramedic and a, an attendant. Or a helper. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be, you know, probably four people. Yeah. So I almost find it too bad they don't run more scenarios in FR as a as a crew, like as a fire crew. Like, yeah. Hey, like this is FR, so let's you guys are running as a fire crew. So you're the captain, you're the driver, you two are the attendants. Figure out what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Because I even notice now guys are starting to get into their groove. So um, you know the driver. You know at first we we're like, okay, the driver's just going to drive. He's going to park the truck and he's going to be from the truck to the to, to the, the door. door. That's what we and then we even had this discussion I think on this podcast. Mm-hmm. Well, that kind of flies out the window when. Really, there's nothing to do. So the driver kind of saunters in the house, and we're like, <laughs> "So there's okay." So then, and then it was always like the captain's gonna be the one filling out the paperwork. Okay, well, that's kind of the captain's trying to set stuff up too, so he can't be filling out the paperwork. Okay, well then it falls to the um, yeah, this person, but then that person's busy. So it really depends on what the call. So we we just kind of we, we just have to shift gears back and forth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even the other day, I noticed um, the driver, the switched on drivers, when they're when they're not needed to do the stuff like to grab the clamshell and all that stuff, when they're already done all that work. What they actually do is they stand over the medical kit, and and I even said to them, I said, try to anticipate what you think the guy's going to need. Yeah, absolutely. Because you're all trained mm-hmm. the same. So yeah. they now, and I noticed some of the guys are like, they're you know uh, during the pit strike, one of our guys is checking the checking the pelvis. <laughs> the dogs are going nuts out there. As soon as they check the pelvis and they they find there is an injury and the, the tenderness and and swelling and you know um, unstable, um, the straps start coming out. Yeah. So the, the driver starts handling the straps. And even before Grant called for the straps, the straps were sitting right next to me. Thanks. So yeah. all that stuff starts, starts rolling. So guys are grabbing what they need. Um, you know, when they're doing CPR, um, guys are grabbing the AED right away, turning it on, all that kind of yeah. stuff. So mm-hmm. it's starting to get to gel a little bit, but mm-hmm. yeah. there's a few guys that definitely need it. Absolutely. And, and that that's going to come with time, right? Like I said, yeah. like, and in my world as a paramedic, like when you work with a regular partner all the time, yeah. that's exactly how we roll mm-hmm. like we hardly have to ask each other for something mm-hmm. because if i'm the attendant i'm sitting there asking the questions i'm turning around and my partner's already handing what i need to me for sure yeah. and vice versa because you're both paying attention to the call like if it's somebody sick if they're not sick then the other guy's doing paperwork yeah. but um you know you're both fired on and you're just you're dealing with it it's yeah. and it's mm-hmm. so fluid you're hardly speaking to each other yeah. and yeah. that's the real telltale sign of a good working partnership for that. And that will come. Yeah, I think, mm-hmm. yeah, I think that's going to be a slower process for us because 
you're not never, but you're rarely working with the same team. Yeah. Right? Like we have all of our like FR duty crews where like we'll yeah. work as a team. I've I've worked with um um you know dogs breakfast of firefighters, <laughs> just a jumble of whoever comes in yeah. during the day more than I've worked with my own crew, right. uh, because that's just the luck of the draw. Like yeah. ours, I'm the other way around. I work with my own crew more than I work with anybody else. Right. So yeah. like I've mm-hmm. you know my own crew and I we've kind of gelled. So, and I kind of look, I look in the seat, back seat. So what we try to do when we picked our crew is we try mm-hmm. to get a really strong FR person. Yeah. Uh, mixed with maybe um, someone that wasn't as strong or, you know, hasn't been in the medical side very much. So, yeah. And so every crew has that. So the way I look at it is if we're going to a call where it's like, this could be a bad one. I look back and I ask the one guy who has more medical. I'm like, hey man, can you take this one? Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the other guy sits. And if it's something that I'm like. You think I can totally handle this? Get him because he needs confidence as well. Yep. Right? So, and and it's worked so far. Yeah. Well, and look at look at your fire calls. Yeah. Right. The same idea. It's mm-hmm. the same thing. You're jumping on the truck. Everybody yeah. knows their roles. You're anticipating, and yeah. you're there for each other. Yep. And that comes with time and practice. Mm-hmm. It's going to come with the FR stuff. So the, the guys that are getting frustrated or kill themselves over something, they really shouldn't. Like they're going to learn no, from God, it, no. and they are going to yeah. do extremely well. Yeah. It's actually funny when we were driving that structure part the other day. Um, Deputy Chief looked behind in the rear seat mm. and he goes, Okay, who I got? He's like, Oh man, I got such a I got, what do you say? I got like an A team today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, Oh, well, we can't disappoint you now. Yeah. <laughs> we remember this fire. Set the bar low <laughs> as you fall yeah. in the truck. And... <laughs> can't even grab the line off yeah. the truck. Yeah, the line draws away on me. I'm like, <laughs> it's funny though, so I was thinking about that after the call. Brian's been having it really lucky. So a couple of our like major structure fires, he's had exactly that. So back to the one fire over by my house, he looks in the back. He's got Warren, Adam, and myself. And he's like, all right, guys, uh, I'm not even going to say anything. <laughs> yeah, he didn't give us no advice. Yeah, there was zero. He's like, do you guys have a plan? And like we had come up with a plan. We're like, I'm doing this. You guys are doing this. Okay, we're going to do this. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah, this is the plan. He's like, okay. And then he goes and does his thing. Yeah. You guys got basically the yeah. same, right? Yeah. Like, hey, are you guys cool if I do this? Yeah, we're going to go do this. Okay, check. Everybody has a plan. Let's go. Yeah. Right? So there's times as an officer where you get that. You, you know, you look in the back. A lot of the times it's not up to me. Like I will give, say like, I will give the direction. Right? Like, hey, like, this is the call. Like, we've got heavy fire pushing out of the Alpha. All right, let's get water on the fire, and then we're going to move towards a push. Yeah, the biggest, you know, the biggest decision we have to make is, are we hitting the hydrant? Mm -hmm. That's the first one. So, is there a secure water source that we're going to hit? And that's that's the first time I look back. Okay, who's hitting the hydrant? Uh, You. (laughs) Okay, because it's it's always going to be an outside guy. I'm not going to be the inside guy hitting the hydrant. So, it's usually one of the outside guys. And I'm kind of looking at the guy. It doesn't have to be the most experienced, but it shouldn't be like the brand new guy. Yeah. Because yeah. water supply is very important. Yes. So, okay. So, okay. Hydrant. Next one is what size line do we need? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, yeah. inch and a half, two and a half. Yeah. That's our only options. Mm-hmm. So, and then how many of those do we need? <laughs> okay. Double pre-connect off the side. Let's go one pre-connect off, one inch and a half off the side, or let's pull it two and a half. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of where, I think that's where my direction kind of ends. If that's Correct. Yep. Yeah. And then once we get boots on the ground and we... You know, we start flowing water. We start assessing. Now we're mm-hmm. like, okay, now we're making a push. Grab the fan. Do this. Do that. Do that. Oh. Yeah. Unless a ch- unless the officer on scene um, says what he wants done. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think there's a lot more decision-making when you're the duty officer or if you're IC, there's a ton more decision-making. If you're truck officer, once you get out, until you start making a push, like I think the only time once you're on the ground that I'm really making calls was on that hoarder house Hmm. where I I made the call to pull out. Yeah, Um, Yeah, Yeah, because you're going to be, yeah, exactly, because you're going to be getting your action plan as soon as you get out from sure. the direction of IC or, or whatever, or maybe, you're, you're, maybe mm-hmm. you're IC. Yeah. Um, but then, yeah, those steps are very basic mm-hmm. until you're making those new decisions. Yeah, we should have a light touch when you're an officer. Like, you're, yeah. you're, like, you're giving simple directions with a light touch. You're like, okay, uh, let's not do that. Let's do this. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, like, I want this done. This has to be done exactly the way I want it done. Yeah. No, it's like, <laughs> no. light pushes, mm-hmm. light nudges in this direction. Sometimes, like, um, I go back to the VIS uh, fire. Yeah. So I was on, on yeah, yeah. So I was on scene, and I was giving the truck directions what I wanted because you know there's several hazards. There's a propane tank that's on fire. Yeah, yeah. there's the fact that there's a person missing. So those are like, hey, whatever plan you guys have in that truck is about to get blown out of the water because I got this. That I need, mm-hmm. I need the propane tank hosed down, and I also need VIS done. Yeah. So yeah. that's like they're like, oh, okay. So whatever plan they had to pull hoses and all that stuff, no, it's. They're going to pull this hose, and they're going to do this search. Yeah. Yeah. And that's kind of the only time the IC really even says anything, mm-hmm. like about sure. what he wants or what he needs. He, yeah, just, so, he just kind of says what he sees. Mm-hmm. Hey, guys, this is what we have. Yeah. And, like, I think that's kind of it. Like, unless there's something that's, like, that tank in the back that is, like, very that needs to be important cool right away. Yeah, you got to yeah. the development of your, of your scene um, or... If you learn info of a potential patient, like that's really the direction. But if it's like, hey, this is the scene. I've got heavy fire pushing on whatever, Bravo, Charlie, whatever. Um, That gives the arriving truck the idea of, okay, like we're going to obviously pull pull lines. Probably the truck officer would be like, are we thinking two and a half? Are we thinking an inch and a half? Oh, it's heavy. Okay, two and a half, done. And then that goes back to the truck to kind of figure out what they're about to do. so really yeah. the only difference with that in FR is the fact that we don't have a person there. Like we don't mm-hmm. send there's no yeah. duty officer that gets our first and starts right. giving us an update. No, and, but and but well, you guys will get used get to making mm-hmm. the calls, like or making the calls in the truck of painting that picture, same as going to a far call yeah. or an MVA, going to a medical. Yeah. And that's what we do. Like if I'm getting sent to a short of breath or whatever the hell it may be. You know, like I'm building that plan in my head. Like I write okay, yeah, this is what I need to be looking for, mm-hmm. you just build it. And especially if you get those calls you don't get a lot of, like say you get a, a super pediatric call, yeah. we're chatting. My partner mm-hmm. and I were like, okay, hey, yeah, so what's the drug doses for this? You know, like we're, we're, we're right. getting That's that cool. plan yeah. and yeah. that prep, right? Mm-hmm. Same thing. Which is well, well out of our scope. No, but, but the conversation the is, is going to be the same. Kind of it relates do, back yeah. to what we're doing. Yeah. And, you know, likewise to a you know, structure fire call versus... 90% of our other calls, yeah. it sounds way cooler than what you get, right? Oh, so, yeah. like, you're on the truck and you, you're okay, we have a structure fire, and you get there, you're like, oh, wah, wah, this is yeah. a burn pile, right? Yeah. Okay, we have cardiac overdose, <laughs> as yeah. we see on our rips. Like, oh my god, this is gonna be nuts! And then you get there, <laughs> and it's, like, a guy's yeah, like, oh, uh, yeah, uh, just, just, having some, uh, just having some discomfort, <laughs> and you're like, what? Is there somebody <laughs> having a cardiac slash overdose here? It's like, uh, Code 3 for massive hemorrhage. Oh, yeah. epistaxis. You have a nosebleed. Yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> like, it does equate 
Likewise. Yep. To both, right? So Absolutely you know, having that, that plan and then a lot of the time, most of the time, dialing it way back. Yeah. But when sometimes you dial, you, kick it off. you know, sometimes you will arrive and you're like, holy shit, this guy's got a fucking needle in his arm and he's having, having a jammer <laughs> and, and so now everything's Absolutely. thrown at it, right? Like yeah. it will happen. Um, but 90% of the time, yeah. dial it back and you'll deal with what you get. So anyway, we had Sims on Thursday that you guys ran through. <laughs> yeah. That's the end. That's the end of it. Sims worked out a long squirrel there. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I think the only other thing we did that night was what you guys did, but we yes. but we already talked about that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah, just a brief overview. We did our um, the first rotation of our side-by-side um, check-off. So, JPRs for operating the side-by-side. Yeah. Um, and it's, we, we really wanted to explain to the guys, I'm not going to go through it because we've already done that, but this is the lowest bar to being able to operate drive our uh, secondary bush unit, which is a four-seater side-by-side. Um, so we did our course, blah, blah, blah. Um, went really, really well. Uh, JP was the guy in the side-by-side with him. Um, I, I helped out with sort of the, um, the you know, preamble prior to, to you know, going out. And then, um, so we took out six guys, uh, three of them came with me in one of our engines and we talked through some of our, uh, bump and run, uh, protocol. Yeah. Um, yeah. so we've got, um, three lengths of forestry, uh, ready to rip coming off the back of the truck. You pull off as many as you need. We yanked off all three, showed how far off the truck that that could get just to get a visual, right? Like if you haven't done it for a while, like 300 feet coming off the back of the truck is a long way, right? So showing, hey, this is how far you can potentially go. So truck is safe. You got fire here. This is what it looks like. Okay, now we generally leave one length, 100 feet, because that's as far as forestry really wants you to venture. But one of the guys, as we're doing this, like how, how many lengths could we do? I'm like, I don't think there would be value in ever trying to do a bump and run with 300 feet no but let's have a look at two like what does that look like i'm like okay let's let's have a look right is it possible yeah you know what it actually works but what's the value can we fall fall back obviously forestry they are very you know safety minded which i I think is is good in in that dynamic um well it gets back to you don't want guys chasing fire 300 300 feet usually allows them to chase fire Mm -hmm. yeah but also you need to be like you said aware of that distance Mm-hmm. Um, like if you're going to stretch that 200 feet or maybe 300 feet just to see what it looks like because yeah. you may be doing these tactical patrols for bump and run stuff mm-hmm. and all of a sudden your driveway is 200 feet and you can't, get, you can't get an engine in it so yeah. now hey yeah we got fire in the backyard okay now I'm looking at 300 feet mm-hmm. yeah. and we, I don't know why we picked an arbitrary 300 feet on our, on our uh, forestry lay yeah, I think because 100 feet is nothing and, two, yes. and so we're like oh let's throw 300 feet on and then we also have another 300 feet of, uh, of, Cleveland. of Cleveland rolls that we yeah. can so we have 600 feet of forestry line on our engine, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, uh, I kind of want. I kind of like the guys treating it as a, almost like a hose bed. Like if you pull, if you need 100 feet, just pull 100 feet. You don't need to pull all 300 feet. You know? Yeah, stop, <laughs> stop at, break it. at the length yeah. that, that yeah. you know. But, but it's good to pull 300 feet and see mm-hmm. how far that it's is. It's good to yeah. see one of the guys just happen to come off of. Yeah, that, that brush fire, which was just before this, practice. <laughs> and he's like, "You really want me to stretch three hundred feet?" <laughs> and I'm like, "Well, you were there, but these two weren't." So, yes. And he's like, "All right, Cap, like it's cool." And like, I I feel like he always calls me. He'll text me, "Hey, Cap." It's like he's like, "I do it." Like 
A, out of respect, but also B, like, I'm being a bit of a smartass. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm like, okay, thanks, yeah. buddy. But he's like, all right, Cap. So he grabs it, and he, like, hot hustles 300 feet. I'm like, no. you don't have to run. And he's just, <laughs> he's ripping off yeah. the back, right? Yeah. I'm like, thanks, buddy. Um, <laughs> so it's really good to have that, that you know, visual of what yeah. that actually looks like, right? And like Todd said, 300 feet. When you're looking at okay, I'm I'm on the road. We have to go up a driveway. Like, yeah. If yeah. I go back to the yeah. uh, wildfire up at the falls, yeah. if like we stationed <laughs> in what I believe today as a complete safe zone, but oh, yeah. um, they pulled us all the way back out to the road. We were at least 200 feet to where we parked the first time, which we would have been another 150 to 200 feet to where. Yeah. The interface action was yeah um so we were 300 feet worth worth of line just to get to the backyard and then yeah. there's still grass sheds garage and then interface yeah. um so it's really good for the guys to see what that looks like yeah. so yeah. um then we ended up breaking it down we showed how to rack it and then how to qu- quickly deploy that and again the importance of why we don't completely drain the hose line yeah, so exactly um especially com- coming up the rear i mean we've got I don't know what the gallonage is, but we have have, there's a lot of water that can sit in those, in yeah. those lines. So you shut off the pump, you shut off, um, the gated Y, and then you leave a little bit in that line. It's yeah, just, yeah, just all, all, all yeah. about that water. Um, you know, keeping as much of the water at the ready as possible. But really what we found in the, um, when we were on deployment was we'd actually leave the line cracked. Like, mm-hmm. so we, we shut everything down and then the guy would crack the nozzle. And so now as we're pulling it in, so we wouldn't take the nozzle off the end. We just crack the nozzle, just, unless just, we're in a really rough part where we'd probably damage the nozzle, like pulling it through all the debris. Yeah, we'd crack the nozzle and just pull it in, and whatever water we lost pulling it in off the line, that's what we that's what we ended up with. And it almost always ended up being perfect weight. Yeah, like, right. nice. perfect weight, perfect amount of water left behind. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, it was good. Mm. So okay. that was us. It was yeah. quick. It was easy. Yeah, and then, um, and then you and then the side by side guys were trading in and out. Yeah, cause, yeah. So three of them went did all their in town driving at fifty k. Outdoor driving at 80k, and then um, some off-road. So two-wheel drive, four-wheel drive, off-camber. Um, basically, again, setting that that low bar checklist of yes, you can drive this thing to wherever you're going. Yeah. But you're not really a skilled operator. Uh, it comes back to yes, I can drive an engine. I can probably get get you water for a grass fire, or or for a car fire with zero exposure. Do I want you on a you know fully involved structure fire or not a full more of a heavily involved, but we're going to do an interior push structure fire mm-hmm. or a massive grass fire, like eh, car fire. Let's, let's learn where it's easy. Right. Yeah. So that was the uh, mindset there. Uh, went really, really well. Awesome. Yeah. What did, you, what did uh, you guys do after you? Uh, what did we do? So we did um, the officer group. Uh, we got together with um, uh, the chiefs and we sat down, we just did some, kind of officer development stuff um, and some kind of team building things. So essentially we went over just a lot of different scenarios uh, for kind of reading smoke and and kind of the whole armchair quarterback, if you will, like mm-hmm. a couple of YouTube videos, broke mm-hmm. them down. Hey, what would we do different? You know, what'd you do different? Or what, what did you do before to what we're doing now? Like just strategy yeah. and tactic stuff. Right. Uh, so it was really good. Uh, we're going to do a lot more of it and then probably progress into like tabletops and stuff as well. Yeah. Um, and then we had a group do just some more skills and sign off stuff uh, nice. for all their competencies. And then uh, the rest of the group 
they went out and did some uh, SCBA um, practicing with running through um, the competencies. Yeah, syndrome. some competencies yeah. through through like the the playground, right? Because yeah. mm-hmm. it's it's fun and it's dynamic, right? You can mm-hmm. crawl through the, yeah. the stairs and the ladders, and you got to take yeah. your packs off and different techniques. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, and it's uh, I remember when we did it a couple times, and it's and it's it's not common construction. No. So, like, a lot of houses, you're like, okay, I know the, the hallway's probably here. There's probably going to be a door here eventually. Yeah. Oh, there's a door. Okay. Oh, I'm here. Oh, I found a toilet. So, I'm yeah. in, the, in the bathroom. You yeah. kind of know what you're doing. When you're in a playground area, you're like, what am I? What is What is this? Mm-hmm. This makes yeah. no sense. And they're dragging. Yeah. These guys, they, they drove a, or drug, drove, Jesus. They drug a um, inch three quarter handline charged <laughs> nice. through it as well with them. Uh, so then, of course, like you get those steps and you get those little bridges, right? So it's yeah. wobbly yeah. and feels all fucked up. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and, and you go down the yeah. slide. <laughs> yeah, you go down the slide. And, and then different ways of going down. If you're going, you know, feet first, you know, whether you doff your pack or only half your pack, things like that. Like, mm-hmm. So they did all these drills. And all these drills, they tie into all of our writ stuff as well, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. So yeah. it, it all goes hand in hand. It was a really good practice session for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. But yeah, that's, that was our stuff. It was uh, pretty short and sweet, but it was, it was a lot of fun and really informative. And it's when you sit there and break down calls, mm-hmm. it's uh, it's pretty fun actually. Mm-hmm. Looking yeah, at yeah, yeah, like to do more of that with our officers because yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think that's one thing. Our officers are tied in the training section pretty heavily, so mm-hmm. usually they're training something, so we don't get to. Hang on yeah, we took Actually, a couple yeah. of our senior members, and. Um, yeah, they kind of went off with the other more, stuff. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I mean, we have we have the ability to do that now. Yeah, yeah. Something we should look into. Because um, mm-hmm. even the other day when we were at that um, fire investigator, um, fire investigation um, that we we're on mm-hmm. um, before it turned into a gong show, um, <laughs> it was actually good because it was all the kind of all the officers minus one um, mm-hmm. were all there working away, um, kind of bouncing ideas off each other, um, discussing burn patterns and char and. Mm-hmm. You know, it was good, and it was like something that we don't do much. That we don't as an officer mm-hmm. group. Usually, we're yeah. either having a meeting in a classroom or not yeah. a classroom in a in like a boardroom kind of thing. Yeah. Or we're or having a big meeting with everybody else. So yes. <laughs> so mm-hmm. we're not training together. So yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I think there's a shit ton of value there. Um, yeah. Whether we do that on a thir- you know on a Thursday mm-hmm. or if we pick a rando day and we you know get just the officer corps and you know maybe a couple. Mm-hmm. Um, as time progresses, maybe a, a few officer or a, a few members that have some I- interest in officer, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, I think there would be a lot of value there. Yeah, and it's good, like because we uh, like we have two two new lieutenants as well mm-hmm. now. So, and then our other lieutenant, we promoted him to captain. Um, so just we want a proper um, training structure for them, mm-hmm. not how we learned as lieutenants and captains back yeah. in the day, where it's like. Hey, congratulations. Right. Here, here, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> See you later. Color. Figure it out. <laughs> and like tell the radio on to listen tonight because you're on call. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, no, a lot of development and skills for that. Um, and then part of that was a little kind of leadership talk as well as far as, like, what we value as leaders um, like what we want to see and what we portray ourselves as. Mm-hmm. So right. a lot of conversation on that. That's good. For sure. Yeah. I think like thinking about that, hearing that, I think would be really good. Like we've chatted in the past about getting our two leadership groups together yeah. just for some tabletop stuff. But you know, again, <clears throat> when we start thinking about like large scale, um, uh, you know, getting you guys up for, um, you know, mutual aid or us coming down to help you guys out. Mm-hmm. Knowing how each department thinks and like, but I don't know. I, I think there'd be a lot of value in yeah, you know, getting some of the group together 
and you know seeing what you know your guys's process is yeah. i mean you're aware of it because of this sort of yeah thing here but um you know you have a couple new lieutenants we have um you know our captain group has you know remained the Change same for these. the last yeah. bit for yeah. the most part but we have a couple, couple you know a couple new guys hopefully yeah. it stays as a whole now and we can develop you know yeah. at, as a group i think it'd be you know really really good mm. yeah it was good mm-hmm. beauty well we walked in the trailer saying, hey, we're just going to blast this off in like 35, 45 minutes. Um, we're an hour and 35 later. Jeez. Um, yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's that scotch. I blame your scotch. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I think we're just so freaking relaxed. Like, it's so, so nice now that the snow has gone away. Yeah. And all the the, uh, the kids and the wives are freezing by the fire out yeah, there. Yeah. Ah, they're warm. And <laughs> we cut we, like a tree We wouldn't supply exactly. a ton of wood. Yeah, like, they're set. Um, so I think we'll probably cap it there because this could <laughs> ramble on for hours. Yeah. Um, should we do the uh, show super quick? Let's yeah. do them super quick. Modus, Snagger Tool, awesome. Next. Yeah, GTFF5. <laughs> get, yeah. get your discount. Uh, uh, Todd, stop the bleed. Stop, stop the bleed. <laughs> yeah. Bleed, bleeding is bad. Stop it. Yeah. Turn gets wind backing. Direct pressure. There you go. What else we got? Rescue Essentials. Rescue Essentials. Lots of good shit there. Buy them online. <laughs> yeah. If you like country, Tanner Olson, West Coast Canada. Scratching down. <laughs> yeah. And us. And us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Facebook, YouTube, TikTok. Instagram. Instagram. Mm-hmm. Whatever else. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Check yeah. us out. Not on LinkedIn. Yeah, not on LinkedIn. <laughs> Fucking LinkedIn. We, we actually might be. <laughs> um, yeah. <sighs> if you stuck around for this long, thank you. Um, yeah. Anything else, guys? Good night. Done. <laughs> Have a good night. <laughs> bye bye. As always, stay safe. Stay GTFF. I was going to say, talk about the dead horse, but. <laughs>